was like, Mom, is there such thing as holy sex? Hmm. That's a good question. Is there such thing as holy sex? Hmm. And what what is that? And tell us what she said. I know okay. what she said because okay. we talked. But <laughs> So she told me this. So if you don't get anything else, I hope you understand this. She told me that healthy sex is when there's just two people in the room. They're married. Well, yeah. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Sorry. For some when, people, you got to break it down. <laughs> that's true. Is when there are um, two married people in the room. Male and female. Male. Oh, snap. We're going holy there, right? <laughs> we are. Was healthy, holy sex, right? Yes. <laughs> oh, TC, it just jumped there. We're jumping. Yeah. Meaning that there's nobody else in your mind. There is just your spouse and you and... And then everything else is fair game if you're both consenting. Today on the Messy Faith Podcast. Good morning, ladies. How are you guys doing? This is Emily. And this is Patricia. And this is the Messy Faith Podcast because life is messy. But God already paid the maid. That's right. So today, ladies, we're talking about one of my favorite topics. (laughs) So um, ladies, if you have children in the car, uh, (laughs) please... Wait till you get home. Wait till you get home because <laughs> this is a TVMA episode. Okay. And it can still be holy and be MA. Yes, it can. We're talking about sex, baby. Come, Come on. on. Let's talk about sex, baby. pop up some music there that's awesome (laughs) so sex is a huge topic yes it is i just want to say right off the bat i am pro sex (laughs) (laughs) me too (laughs) pro sex um but it's an amazing gift Mm -hmm. that god gave us for sure and it has a purpose and a Mm -hmm. reason it's multifaceted yes and i I just want to let you know that sex in context in God context is amazing. Yes, that's and the it, key, God and it, context. And it is awesome. Um, and it has been used to do major, major damage. Mm-hmm. I am personally a survivor of sexual abuse. And so if you are, we know that we don't want this to trigger you at all, but we also want you to know that what God meant or what man meant for evil, God can redeem and restore and use for good once again. Yeah. Um, so if you happen to get married, um, God can heal that and you can have some amazing sex and not let the enemy rob you of that. And I know that sex can be complicated. Mm -hmm. And so we want to go into this conversation and discussion with you guys open-handed, knowing that everybody's experience is different, um, that everybody's sexual ability in different ways is different. Mm -hmm. um, And we want to honor that. Um, And we want to honor the word because we don't want to Get too raunchy, you know? That's This is true. This too is detailed. Too detailed. <laughs> um, but I believe that it's it's healthy to celebrate sex. For and, sure. And I think it, it might have been, I think that's been missed in church a lot. It was too taboo. Uh, yeah, well, yeah. Uh, some people label it like the time in which we came as like the purity culture, mm-hmm. which is like just like almost made sex shameful. Yes. And like something that has to be hidden and, and unintentionally made it kind of dirty and not mm-hmm. good. Um, where it can be those things out of context, yes. But inside the God context, it's a beautiful, amazing thing for sure. That, yeah. Anyway, okay. So <laughs> let's just dive right in. Dive, dive right in. Um, what do you want to talk about first? Oh, we, we can we can build up. So let's talk about children. <laughs> let's talk about. So what's the foreplay? Talking to our. <laughs> 
Let's talk about talking to our children about sex. Let's start with okay. elementary. First, let's start with Emily admitting that um, I wanted to be like the Christian version of Dr. Ruth. Yep. She's like a sex doctor. Oh, really? <laughs> I wanted to be like her and Tony Robbins combined Funny. for Christians. Isn't that hysterical? That is. Okay. I got to look up who both of those people okay. are. Move, moving right along. <laughs> that was just a needless, ridiculous it's the Note. truth. Someone the else truth. feels you out there. Yeah, so. I got a spirit animal. Okay, but but me and and we still might. Me and my husband wanted to open up a Christian like lingerie store that oh. had items for for married people. So that's something that since shoot, we yeah. might get some messy faith label. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yes, we might get some merch. Because sex is messy. <laughs> it is. It is. But you get a towel. No, okay. Okay. Whoa. Oh, my gosh. Look, if you're blushing right now or you're going, oh, my gosh, should I be listening to this? It's okay. It's okay. You should. Breathe. Because, again, this is in God context. So yes. just chill out. Yes. Chill out, your mama. Okay. I asked my mom, you were talking about sex and kids. Uh-huh. I'm going to just dive. totally go somewhere else. Okay, that's Is good. Is that okay? Yeah. I'm super sorry. Um, I remember <laughs> in my adult life asking my mom, she's like my go-to person. Mm-hmm. Not only is she an awesome person and my mom, but she's also uh, a therapist, mm-hmm. you know, so she's like, won the lottery there. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I need her uh, number. <laughs> um, I was like, mom, is there such thing as holy sex? Hmm. That's a good question. Is there such thing as holy sex? Hmm. And what what is that? And tell us what she said. I know okay. what she said because okay. we talked. But <laughs> So she told me this. So if you don't get anything else, I hope you understand this. She told me that healthy sex is when there's just two people in the room. They're married. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> For some when, people, you got to break it down. <laughs> that's true. Is when there are um, two married people in the room. Male and female. Male. Oh, snap. We're going holy there, right? <laughs> we are. Was healthy, holy sex, right? Yes. Oh, TC, it just jumped there. We're jumping. Yeah. Meaning that there's nobody else in your mind. There is just your spouse and you. Um, and and then everything else is fair game if you're both con- consenting. Creative. Be creative. Exactly. Exactly. So I thought, I thought that was super profound because making sure that there's just you and your spouse in the room yeah like negates 99 percent of everything but the in your mind part is key too yeah that's part of it that's crazy it's not crazy but but some people that is an issue like i'm gonna fantasize or think about this person while i do in this but that's a form of like not honoring or even lusting after somebody else when in an act that's supposed to be worship that's supposed to be holy that's supposed to be beautiful and and connecting the two so yeah adding that in there is that's breaks it down yeah all the way that's crazy 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 <laughs> okay now what now how did you want to start i love that no, that is like i know right well that's, that's just like the foundation that's yeah it. you asked that as an adult but i think that is a great explanation for to tell to our teenagers. teenagers yes yeah yeah it's like there's nothing that is like taboo about it this is what makes it beautiful and this is the conversation that I had with my oldest who came well now the second two both my sons um who are 11 and 12 they came and asked them what is uh what what does sex mean question to us and that was like an interesting like ooh, uh, uh, 
Um, do I like lie or do, <laughs> do I, I lie? Do I lie <laughs> and not say because for me growing up, my mom it was just don't get don't have sex or you're gonna have a baby or get AIDS. That was literally like the Are you serious? The conversation around it. Yeah, because my grandmother got pregnant at 14. My mom got pregnant at 14, had her first child at 15, had three children by 18. And so oh, wow. her, it was just like a, she wasn't trying to scare me, but it was a scare tactic. Oh, like, don't sure. do this because this is it. But for then sure. my little smart brain was like, well, my friend is having sex and she just uses condoms. And <laughs> so she I has can birth still control. have my cake and eat it too. Yes. So before I ever had sex, I had tried out like every type of birth control because I was like, I'm going to be ready. I'm not going to have a baby. I'm going to be prepared. So bef- like even like I feel like a year or so before I ever had sex, I had tried these different ones till I found the one that I I liked. Okay. So it was like premeditated murder. Wow. <laughs> premeditated murder. <laughs> yeah. So I the, don't know what you're into, Satricia. Hey. That's not holy. <laughs> it's creative. No. <laughs> so when it came to my sons asking me, my my first son asking like about sex, I'm I remember I was like, do I lie? Do I? I'm like, no, I want to tell him and I want to talk to him without the shame. Because if I'm talking to him and I'm like, uh, uh, or uh. Mm-hmm. but if I talk to him like a regular conversation then he'll think it as regular and that's what we did um, me and my husband both set him down and we talked about it was like in layers though it wasn't like we just threw it all on yeah. his little brain here's the encyclopedia yes and this is the positions you can try like yeah we didn't just throw it on him but we talked about like God's original intent like what God created sex for and that's what we started. And then he would come back and ask questions from things that he heard. So he'll come back and say, well, what is this? What is oral? What is this? Like he would come and ask <laughs> more questions. But we created stuff a, such a safe, safe environment. environment. Yep. He never came like ashamed. He never yeah. came like bashful. It was just like, oh, let because we always tell our children, if you ask us, we'll always tell you the truth because we're going to tell you the proper way of whatever it is, whatever subject exactly. and your friends, they don't know they're trying to figure it out too. Exactly. And so he came, he came but to I, us. I would totally rather tell my kids about, I would be the, I want to be the one to explain things to them instead of like a, a teacher or somebody I don't know if we share the same views. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. So he literally to this day, he still comes with questions on words or you know, stuff that other people would mm-hmm. think is inappropriate, but there's no shame. Even when we talk about sex, there's never like this awkward, like, oh, no, it's like, and he'll even say like, oh, I can't wait till I get married to have sex. Like yeah. he, he says little comments yeah. and stuff like that. That's, that's so cute. But, but also his mind is like, oh, no, I'm not having sex before that because I, we understand, like we, we explained to him too, like, if you have sex outside of marriage, these are the things that could happen. It's not to say that everyone. You're just painting the, the stakes. Yes. And as well as not just like you might have a baby and and you might get AIDS, but also there's a soul tie. So what is a soul tie? So we explain to him what a soul tie is and how that affects our emotions and our ability to function. And how like once we introduce ourselves like sexually to all these people, when we get married, it lessens sometimes, you know, God can heal and restore but sometimes then now you have something to compare it to or now maybe you're not satisfied because it's not like this or like that so we broke all that down to him to where in his mind now he's come to the conclusion like 
I can't wait till I get married to have sex, but this is why I'm not going to do it before because I don't want to ruin it. I want it to be special. And so he's come to that conclusion based off of us giving him all the sides of it from a healthy, not shameful, not like sex is bad. We're like, no, sex is good. He's like, it feels good. Do you just have sex to have babies? That's what he (laughs) It's just a medical thing? Yeah, because that's first, that's what he thought. And I was like, we were like, no, it actually feels good too. Oh my God. (laughs) Yeah. What's it feel like, mom? Yeah, yes, that's what he Yes, too. We didn't know how to explain that, but it feels like a rainbow nuclear bomb. <laughs> but we just said, like anything, it's like it's not worth like risking your all these things, even emotionally, like yeah. opening up yourself to someone. But it's being more that vulnerable. than just the act. Yes, yeah. And so he has a full, I believe, a full like a fuller picture. picture of what it is. Yeah, yeah. So it's not it's not a mystery yes yeah. you know i think sometimes that that's what their allure is is that everybody else is doing it and i want to know it feels good and i i, I want to experience this mm-hmm. you know um it's like a rite of passage like you see you see movie or story arcs so many times about coming of age stories mm-hmm. and it usually involves a teen having their first you know, sexual encounter with another teen. Mm -hmm. And you see that so much in society that that's, that's, that's the norm, Mm -hmm. you know, and that, so it's romanticized, but there's a lot more to it and a lot more behind the scenes and a lot more at risk than, than we tell in our very romanticized movies. Yes. And that's like, and And TV shows for sure. And I've watched, when I was young, I watched all those little romantics. So I thought it was going to be like, yeah stars i wrote poems about like sex before ever having sex and just all my mind was so creative to this because no one talked to me about like the reality of like even emotionally what sex does you know yeah and so i had all these fantasies and then when it came to it it was like Hmm. It's like, well, I better keep trying because yeah, yeah. I didn't get that. Let me let me just tell you right now. The first time is not going to be like you see in the movies at all. It's like, super awkward. awkward. Like you're getting hit in the face by like a knee or an elbow. It's like super awkward. Stuff and yeah, fit like, and like working. <laughs> you're like, oh my gosh. And to be honest, you don't really know what you're doing for the first little bit. Mm-hmm. You know, but that's the beauty of, and this is what I told my son too. That's the beauty of waiting till you're married. Because you have a person you can figure that out with. Yes. And that's a part of the excitement is trying this and liking this and having this idea. Taste it, adjust. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Gordon Ramsay. (laughs) Yes. That's that's literally uh, one of the beauties of waiting, you know, or having it within within the safety of yeah. it is you you don't feel embarrassed, you won't be shamed. You can say I like this, I don't like yeah. that, you yeah. know. So and along the same lines of you just answering your children open and honestly about uh-huh. this, my mom, um, she like when Matt and I got engaged, she gave me uh, two books. One of them was Love and Respect, mm-hmm. and then the other one was Sheet Music. Uh, and it's it's a it's a Christian book, but it goes into sex <laughs> and me. like the different positions. Uh, I think really? different positions. Sheet music. Yeah, okay. yeah, sheet music. <laughs> and then like you're talking about like soul ties and everything. It goes into the other aspects of sex, but in the context of how God created it and what it really does. Yeah. And so I didn't go into marriage not knowing what I was doing. That's dope. And I, you I, mom. <laughs> Your mom is so cool. I love her. Yeah. Um, I feel like. Um, and again, this is just my perspective Mm -hmm. and the generation that I grew up in. Um, for me, it wasn't this way, but I think for a lot of other people, it might've been, but again, um, is that nobody told us much about sex except for not to have it. 
a lot. And yes. luckily, my pastor was super rad and was like, it's not no, it's just not yet. Huh, that's good. You too. know, so I mean, it's it wasn't like horrible, but like it was still a giant flipping memory. Yeah. Uh, not memory, but like a uh, mystery. Yeah. Well, what? Did, how did you talk to your daughters? Because your daughters are older okay. than mine. Yes. Okay. So before we before we talk <laughs> about this, um, I, I don't know why, but like. Um, I don't know if this is TMI, but to understand me, you have to understand me. <laughs> um, I don't, I don't have a Freudian mind. I, I, I was a survivor of, uh, of sexual abuse. And so my awakening, mm-hmm. my sexual awakening was when I was, when I was, I think like seven, mm-hmm. six, mm-hmm. And so I couldn't watch another kid's movie or TV show without understanding the sexual innuendo. Mm-hmm. Like my innocence has been robbed. Yeah. So I, and I don't know if it's because of this or just, I, I'm, I'm ADHD as well. So like my, I'm already in a state of hyper arousal. <laughs> I don't know. It's just the way I am folks. Okay. I'm, I'm going to stop apologizing for it. So being that I just, I am, I was aware. So I didn't really have an innocence childhood to it. So I don't know. So we, me saying that just means that we're really open with, like, we live in a, um, what do you call this house? That's one level, single uh, level. Rambler. Rambler. We live in a Rambler. Like the, six kids, two adults. So there's eight people and 1,700 square feet. And so we live, you know, nice and cozy. Mm-hmm. Everybody shares a room. Uh-huh. Um, me and Matt share a room and <laughs> each of the two kids share, share a room. Uh, and so it's a small house. And so... Um, <laughs> A small house with big things popping. (laughs) Oh yeah, Um, we like we like to have sex. That's a that's a regular practice of ours. And so, um, when the kids get older, they're like, "What is that noise? (laughs) Like, what is bumping against the wall?" We've had to like we we've like broken a bed. Um, We so now we have had to arrange our room to where our headboard isn't against our kids' room. Funny. So we have to do all these things. And now that they're teenagers, they're staying up late. And I'm like tired. I'm tired by 11. I'm like half done. So like if we have sex by 1030 and our girls are up doing homework, they're like shutting the door, putting in AirPods. And they're like, can you guys, this is one of our conversations. Like, can you guys just wait till we're asleep? Oh, funny. And so like some of this is unintentional, but I'm like, hey, this is a healthy marriage. Funny. So we've been like really, really open. They, they know, they know what it is. They've asked. I freely tell them. (laughs) You're like, it's that time. (laughs) (laughs) And they're like, can you guys not? But I feel like that's just projecting, not projecting, but like showing a, a healthy marriage. There's no shame. And having That's sex. Hilarious. I will not be shamed for it, okay? Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm not a screamer, but I'm I'm a little loud. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> so that's how they were introduced. <laughs> Did you guys have the talk with them? Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh, Latrecia. Which I'm thinking of all these creative things I'll probably tell you afterwards. Okay. <laughs> my sister was over. We had all our kids were like playing inside. And we used to have this nightstand that had a drawer and mm-hmm. we would keep sex toys. Yes, <laughs> I have sex toys. And in fact, both Latrecia and hey! I are, are card holding <laughs> members of Lover's Package. Yeah. And I'm not ashamed. I'm not ashamed. Anyway. Bashful, but not ashamed. <laughs> so we had some toys in there. Mm-hmm. We probably should have had a lock on that. That's one of the parenting skills that if you do, you need to get a lock mm-hmm. or somewhere that you can put it up out or of reach. Or hidden or something, yeah. So we look down the hall and one of our kids is playing with something neon pink. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, and I'm no. like, that is not a child toy. No. 
So I like run down the hall, <laughs> grab it from them. Oh my god! And put it away. I don't tell them what it is. I'm just like, oh, that's not a toy, and I put it away. <laughs> it's, it's not medicine. your toy. <laughs> Oh, hilarious. <laughs> so, uh, pro tip number one, lock them suckers up. Lock them up. Lock them up. <laughs> Be discreet <laughs> with the toys. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Wow. But still, how did they, did they ever come to you and say, like, what is sex or this is sex or birds and the bees kind of talk? Like official, let's um, meet. I don't remember. I think they just intuitively, intuitively know, knew. Okay. Because we have sex all the time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. And maybe because, okay, this is not a bash. Okay. It might sound a little. Can I be tra- honest? Oh, my gosh. Or no? Yeah, go for it. Well, maybe I'm too. I'm okay be- to be humiliated. No, it's not humiliated. And there's, okay. it's not wrong or right. Okay. It's just. Just go. Just go. Okay. Rip and off maybe, the maybe because they are exposed in public school to kids who are exposed to way more than oh phew i thought house. you were gonna bash me or something like that okay Oof. no 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 i was saying that because i mean there's always a debate about public school not public school you know christian school private school all that kind of oh, stuff yeah, yeah, yeah and this is whatever god however god leads you with your family is a-okay but i know that in a public school there are more people who have less boundaries mm-hmm. you get people from all kind of walks of life believers non-believers People who are being sexually abused, people who oh, are, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know what I mean? Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. there are, there's more of an opportunity for a child to learn about sex at a very young age. Through, through peers. peers. Yeah, yes. Totally. And so. Uh, perhaps. Uh, but I know I've, I've explained it to them. Um, yeah. I just don't know if it was out of curiosity for what's going on in your room. And I say, that's funny, (laughs) but I say that because my children are very sheltered, which was a part of like we talked about the control in another episode. Um, They were very sheltered. So when they heard the word, they had not the slightest clue of what the sex was because or even that it was a word that existed because all the things that we watch, the people that we're around, like it's very sheltered. They go to a Christian private school. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't something that was like openly talked about a lot. So when they came, it was like, it was like Apple. It was like, what does the word Apple mean? You know, like what is the word sex? I heard a kid say sex. So what does that mean? Interesting. And so, you know, it was like, which was a blessing because then we had the opportunity to paint the picture without it already being painted in conversations exactly. or, or things from, you know, yeah. anyone else. Yeah. So that's what made me ask. You, I'm like, wondering if the reason that we're so open, um, not only because we both have rad parents, mm-hmm. um, you do, but is that in a response to the sexual abuse mm-hmm. where that's like, you don't want to tell anybody that you're like, the stats are that is like majority people that are sexually abused never tell anybody. Mm-hmm. They yes. never tell anybody. Yes. And so I didn't want to hide that part of me. And I, I didn't want that to rob me mm-hmm. of what God intended sex to be. Yeah. And so as in a reaction, as a, a reaction to that, I am open about sex because I don't want any shame associated with it. Yes. And I, th- I don't know. I'm curious. I'm wondering. I, th- I don't know. And I think for me, um, I think the way that I deal with it is as it comes. Yeah. Versus like, here it all is. Yes, yes. And so like with even the birds and the bees talk, like we, the first conversation was like the original intent of what it was. Then it went further to like the emotion, like it, it was in, it was in layers. Yeah. And eventually we got to like sex abuse kind of talk, but that was like, 
months and months after like the first original talk and it was because it came up organically gotcha and so instead of like and in their developmental stages yes yeah and so and so I don't think I think I'm like this too like I'm not a person who like I'm not on social media just posting a bunch of stuff Mm -hmm. um that's just I can think a part of my personality too because I enjoy organic conversations like I don't like running probably a wise thing Tricia Probably, probably. I don't like running into people who you haven't seen in years and they're like, oh, this is your kid. This. And you're like, wait, bro, I haven't even talked to you. How do you know all this stuff about my life? Like, yeah, you're I, a little more private. Yeah, like I want to, or, and it's not private as in like, I'm hiding something. Hiding. From you. It's just, I, I enjoy organic interactions and I enjoy getting to know you organically. And like, you getting to know me organically as stuff comes up. I'm not just going to meet you and vomit all my whole life story on yeah. you and everything yeah, yeah, I've yeah, been yeah. through. Yeah. I don't think that's appropriate. I think it, you know, like uh-huh. there's layers, I like there's things, even in this podcast, we're learning about each other as friends, <laughs> as because, we go, <laughs> as we go, because I think it happens organically versus me just dumping like hmm, dump on you. So I think I approach my parenting with, with my children in the same way. Gotcha. And so, which not to say either is right or wrong. We do yeah. what works for us and our family or whatever. But so. Okay. Yeah. Enough, I don't know if enough with the children. Enough with the children. Yeah. Let's get to the juicy stuff. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I don't know if our children have heard us though. I don't, I don't think oh. they, they do. Okay. I don't think they do only because we have, um, it was kind of fun to be quiet. Like when they were little, but we, we've worked from home together like on because we have a nonprofit organization yeah a lot and so you do it during the day when no one oh we have made it yeah we we try to do it like during the day when they're not home or we if we do it at night we wait till they're asleep because they go to bed pretty early like yeah. 9 9 30 yeah, yeah, is yeah. the latest um so that like pretty early or um if we're sneaking one and everyone's awake it's like the that's a part the thrill? of the thrill of oh, like for sure before yeah. anyone, you know, you know like what I mean? Saturday morning before the kids come running in your room, you're like, quick. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Or in the middle of the day, we run upstairs. We're like, hey, and we can hear them downstairs. Interesting. And, I know Matt's, part of... Matt has come home a few times in the afternoon because sometimes I'm like, I'm an afternoon girl. Mm-hmm. Come to find out I'm not an afternoon girl. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a winner. I'm, I'm an even year old whenever girl. <laughs> yeah. uh, and so we've gotten, we've gotten very creative. And I think that's a part of the fun. That's mm-hmm. the part of the fun of sex is like. Being creative. I think we're a little more, we're definitely less open as you, which is nothing wrong with either way. Yeah. But I think that's what do you a mean by open? Th- we got to explain this. I mean, not open, but like, I don't, you don't freely talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And our kids are young. You have, your older kids are older. There, yeah. yeah. And you have some younger too, but you have older ones. And I think yeah. as they get older, it might lead to that because we say, we kiss and all that kind of stuff in front of them. So it's not oh, like yeah, we're yeah. not, you know, anything. But I think just our personalities and a part of our thrill is the sneak of it too. It's like, oh. the, like, so it makes it exciting when we're sneaking away and doing that. And then afterwards, we're looking at each other like, they don't even know. Like, yeah. <laughs> we pulled one over. And we have code like little words, which I'm like, should I say? Because if they watch this, they'll know. Yeah, yeah. We have like cold little you words. Have to say them. You could just say you have code words. Yeah. yeah. And so that we say that around them and they have no idea. And I think they're going to get old as they get older. They're going to know. Catch on. Oh, yeah. They're going to know what that means. But for now, they don't. But we're just like, yeah. <laughs> 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 it's a part of the thrill. I think an excitement for us is like yeah. the kind of you know, yeah. sneaking mystery. Okay. okay. So 
Um, let's get to the not so fun topics Ooh. of like, have you ever had periods of time where you don't have sex or you've struggled to have sex because you're mad at them or like yeah. you feel pressure to have sex because you don't want them to go somewhere else to get those needs fulfilled. Like, let's talk about the real, th- the real, <coughs> real things that come with sex. Okay. Um, I have never had sex because I didn't want him to go somewhere else to get it because, you know, Michael, like if anyone who knows him, he is a very disciplined person and a, he fears God. So that's even if it's he, he don't like me, I think he fears God a, a to the point where I, that's not an issue that I could ever see in my mind, like going that way. Got you. It's never been a fear of mine, but um, I have definitely, but I find myself, and I think this is good, a good way to think of it. I find myself times when I don't want to, I think about he deserves, he deserves something. He's been good. So let me give him this treat. Even though, <laughs> <laughs> even though I don't feel like it, like it's been, it's been a couple days. Let me, let me give him some. So even though I don't feel like it, I feel like I do sacrifice maybe how I feel to just make sure he ha- he he gets some, you know? Okay. Um, and then there's been times where I don't, and I maybe, forgive me, baby, if you're watching this, <laughs> I might avoid him or avoid, like, going to bed at the same because you're sending a clear message that you don't want to have sex. But I'm not even sending the message, but I'm I'm secretly secretly not i don't say it to him like i'm not a person who's like i know but your actions are saying it though but i try to do it where he doesn't know it like i'll just oh i'm doing this but inside it's just like i do not want you to touch me so i'm gonna make sure (laughs) i'm not not in the mood and i'm mad because you don't deserve this inside i'm thinking that but i don't like i don't i'm very good at like being composed yeah i'm very good it's a skill that i think i've had to master based on like trauma and different things gotcha but like he wouldn't know inside. He wouldn't know. He'd be looking at me like, hey, I'm like, hey. But in my mind, I'm like, I'm about to go do this thing down here. And I know he's getting tired. And he's going to go to bed. And that's how I can avoid it. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, Forgive me. <clears throat> my experience is a, a little different. And I totally have my husband's permission and blessing. And so Yay. Um, there was a point in time. I don't know if it was like 10 years ago. I forget. I'm not, I'm really bad with like dates and, mm-hmm. and, and linear time. It's, it eludes me mm. um, where we, he was just, I just felt like something was off for a little bit. And mm-hmm. so for some, I think it was the spirit just told me to ask this question. So I ra- literally randomly just asked him and I was like, are you looking at things you shouldn't be looking at? Mm. And uh, he was very quiet. And we, I remember this, we were on, we were on our bed um, and he was like, yes. Hmm. And then I like cried. Um, I had felt cheated on hmm. and, um, not that there's like a levels of porn, but he had just cracked open the door and peeked. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I believe that the spirit gave me wisdom to kind of ask that question in a time where it could have gotten way worse if I hadn't, yeah. but since we caught it early and he was vulnerable enough to yeah it was easier he is not a liar if you you see you have to ask him the right question so Mm -hmm. i've had to learn to ask the right question (laughs) Uh and if you ask a direct question that man will not lie to you Hmm. even if he's done something wrong which he did and he told me and it freaking 
crushed me. Mm-hmm. It crushed me because the person that I trusted most in the world mm-hmm. that knew the deepest, darkest parts of me. Yeah. Um, like didn't find me enough. Yeah. You know? And so I'm, I'm getting teary eyed right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that well, hurt. Did he not find you enough or that's how it made you feel? Oh, that's how, that's yeah. how it made me feel. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then he tried to explain, mm-hmm. you know, it's not, it's not you, it's not this, you know? And so we had to work through that. You know, he got accountability. He still has accountability. I'm allowed to ask him whenever I'm allowed mm-hmm. on his phone. Um, I, you know, I helped him out by there's boundaries set up just to help him. So he doesn't, you know, fall back in that. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Just totally restored. It wasn't a big trip around the block. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was there. Huh. Um, anyway. And so that broke trust. Yeah. And so it took us, it took me probably like, I don't even know if it was a month. Um, I mean, we don't even go seven days without having, I think the longest we've ever gone is like, Maybe, maybe seven days without, Yay, without having good. sex. Um, but that's not everybody. And that's okay if that's not your rhythm. Yeah. Totally fine. No judgment here. I'm just saying that going a month is out because I, I had, we had to build up trust. Mm-hmm. We had to build up trust again. And um, <clears throat> we have since then, but still those things in the period of this 10 years that I've had to build back up is feeling enough, like feeling sexy again in lingerie. Hmm. Like, are you seeing me or, or are you, are you picturing something else that you saw, uh-huh. you know? And so he's had to, you know, teach me once again, how, how he views me, how he sees me. And he's gained all that trust by, yeah. um, you know, not, not having that anymore. Um, so that, that makes things sometimes interesting when I just get a, you know. Yes. I'm trying to think of how to or when they try something new and you're like, where did you see that? Where'd you learn that? Where did you learn that? Uh-huh, uh-huh. Are you reading Cosmo? Uh-huh. <laughs> Funny. <laughs> but that's my first reaction only be, but it was never that before. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And then you're like, well, if you're learning something new, what's wrong with that? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Anyway, any, there's a whole bunch. I don't want to open that can of worms, but. Yeah. So this. The, shout to... out to all my other ladies that, that are, that are dealing with this. This. That's too, what I was just about This to. too shall pass. And the sex can be amazing and intimate and trustworthy, and it can be 100% restored. So there is hope. There is. Can I say a hard comment? Yeah. um, That could help someone that is not where you're at in your season. Um, Maybe they just had discovered that their husband is like struggling with this. mm -hmm. Maybe that, you know, this has been a a battle that he hasn't like overcome yet. Um, This is something I mentor a lot of um, ladies, mm-hmm. young adults, midlife adults, mm-hmm. younger like ages. And I feel like this is probably one of the most like dealt with thing things in marriage. Um, I, I heard someone say it's every man's struggle. Which, oh, the por- yeah. porn. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. And so a <clears throat> part of um, walking with women that have gone through that, I feel like the first step um which sounds hard, and I mean it in the like most gentlest way, is recognizing that it has nothing to do with them. And I think the first response is like, like you said, like what's wrong with me? What am I? I'm not enough, or what am I not? But literally, the enemy is real, <laughs> and I I'm not one of those people who everything's the devil. 
But we this have this one is yes, we have a real adversary that their goal is to break up family because mm-hmm. that's how that's the model that is used a lot in scripture to describe you know marriage and the bride and all that stuff yes. Christ yes, and so it is his mission to break it up. And so one in particular, like I can think of um, how the Holy Spirit was breaking it down. Like if we are so busy fighting each other, then we're not fighting the enemy together. And so sometimes when that is discovered and we turn the thing on me, like I'm feeling this way, you're doing this to me. Like it's like what he's doing is intentionally against you. Then it, it helps the plans of the enemy to continue to cause division versus looking at it like this is an area that my husband is being attacked. And if I can partner with him to help him to overcome this attack, Mm -hmm. we can be successful together. Mm -hmm. But the hard part to overcome is taking it off of like, woe is me. And I hate to use that word because that sounds dramatic because it does affect us. We are affected by the choices that our spouse makes. But if we can see it through spiritual lenses and say, he's not doing this against me. This is a struggle that he has. How can I partner with him? It helps our approach because sometimes what the enemy will do is cause us then to now shame our husband, which then he doesn't want to be honest about it because Mm -hmm. now there's shame attached to it. It would cause us to to um, not be supportive or like when we're asking him, like, like praise God that Matt is very open and honest, but some women there it's like, are you still looking at that? You doing that again? You know what I mean? And it's not a safe place for him to be vulnerable, to say I'm struggling versus like being able to be a safe space where he can come and he can say, I've been really tempted lately. I feel like I'm going to fall. I need some support. And, and maybe you're not there and maybe that person has to be someone else, you know, till you guys can get to that level. But I think if we can, if we can try to, um, be like Jesus, because that's what it is. And we're not Jesus, yeah. so we don't do not yeah, do it right every time. And it's time. messy because we're not. Yeah, and it's hard. I'm not saying this like it's easy. Like, oh, all you got to do is just do, stop oh, eating, yeah. you know? Oh, yeah. No, it's messy and hard. Yes, but I'm, if we can see the attack that it is, see it for what it is, and it's an attack. It's a spiritual attack that they're totally. going through. It's a struggle. And in scientific terms, it's a hit of dopamine. Yeah. It's like taking a drug. Yeah. And once you take it it's hard to get the same level with the amount of dopamine that it releases. Yes. And it's easy. It's a faster one. Like water always flows to the least resistance or I forgot how you say that, right? You know? And so that's what porn is. It's yes. quick dopamine release. And it's learning, helping your, helping the person that you love, whether it's your husband or your wife, like whichever, cause women struggle with it too, is understanding what triggers that, that struggle. You know, that's a big key of it, because even like not to take it here, but it all kind of goes together like masturbation. When people look at masturbation, they're like, it's just a sexual sin and it's this and that. And they just want to, you know, they're perverted. And yes, masturbation is like the spirit of like perversion is in there. But for me, I struggle with (laughs) masturbation. You're going to get a lot of eyebrow raises from that one. Yeah. But for me. When I struggle with masturbation, because I did, which I hate to say that, but I did it at a young age. And it was because it was my release of whenever I felt anxious or whenever I felt pressure. It was the thing I ran to to feel a sort of release. It had nothing. It wasn't attached to like, oh, I'm feeling sexy. I saw something sexual. It was like I feel so overwhelmed. I know I can do this and I can have release 
from what I'm feeling. And for some men, it might be pressure on their job. It might be pressure of being a, the leader of the family or bills getting paid. Those pressures triggers this like urge of needing to build release. up of tension that needs release. Yes. And they know <clears throat> that they can watch this thing and, and get that release and, and feel a sense of like peace, almost like smoking a cigarette or, you know, whatever. But they get that because of the what's released when they do it. Mm-hmm. It's like, that's where I go to for that. So for them, it's not even just like perversion and ooh, I want to look up all these things. Which it's, sometimes it can be. <laughs> it can, yeah, sometimes it very well it can be. It doesn't usually start there though. Yeah, but for some it's every time I feel pressure, this is what I know to go to to feel relief from this pressure. And so it's getting to the bottom of like kind of those things that helps us get the strategies so that we can fight together, so we can hold the other person accountable, so that we can see like results and they can have victory in that area when they struggle. But the I think that just creating the healthy, safe environment for them to know they can come to you when, when we struggle because it says in better or worse. Yeah. And if their worse is the porn, are we creating as their wife, as their support, right? Are we creating an environment for them to bring their worst to us? Or are we like, so like, they're like, here's my worst. And you're like, oh no, how dare you do that to me? Yeah. How dare you put this on me? Oh no. You know, and now it's all about us. Yeah. And it's like, but this person is <clears throat> drowning over there. Yeah. And they're just asking for a lifeline. Yeah. I think that the, what, I agree with what you're saying, but I, I also know that there needs to be a time period where the woman is allowed to react and for feel sure. the things that she's going to feel and not immediately turn to, I'm here with you. Like there's a grieving process. There for is sure. you know, this person really hurt this other person. And so I don't want to cake over that. And if not that at takes all. you a but month. But you can't stay there. Yeah, That's but, the point. Yeah, yeah. but it, it, depending on the person, that time takes a minute. Mm-hmm. And so give yourself that time to do that, but then make sure that you move out of that process and you're moving in the grieving process. You're moving in the restoration process. Yeah. And I'm not saying it's, okay. that's why I said, I'm not saying it's yeah. easy. Yeah. yeah. I it's just wanted to just, point out the time that you're allowed to feel all the things you're going to feel sure. and you're allowed to film for a minute. And you're going to feel it. Yeah. But it's not giving over to that feeling. It's yeah. like the, not letting it take residence. Yes. It can come by for a visit. You say, okay, you're here. Nice to meet you. Now get the flip out. Yes. Like, I see you, devil. Like, that hurt. Like, ooh, ouch, that hurt. I'm human. Yeah. I feel it. Yeah. But I see you, devil. And you're not about to get the victory. And we're not going to be um, now divided. We're going to fight this thing together. And we're going to, and I'm going to share my vulnerable. I feel like this. And when you do that, you know, like, yeah, yeah. And being their support doesn't mean you lie about how you feel and how it affects you. Oh, exactly. You. And sometimes, depending on how, how deep the rabbit hole is, uh, supporting them is letting them go and get help. Yes. Yeah. Get help not from you. Yes. And yeah. support is just like not murdering them yeah and yes yeah because sometimes you can't you don't want to know like you're yeah. like talk you're struggling i don't want to know because now i'm feeling i'm struggling now yeah. with this yeah yeah but but if that's what god has called you to you know yeah, yeah. to be that and you you're able to then <sighs> okay so we went so deep we went deep yeah. we, we started with yeah yeah sex and then we were like porn <laughs> sex. so bringing it bringing it full circle is that sex is an amazing thing that God created for us. It's how humans reproduce and, Mm -hmm. and cultivate the earth. Um, and it can be used for good and it can be used for bad. And I think we touched on both of those. Mm -hmm. Um, and of course we're going to have more sex episodes because I'm Emily and she's (laughs) Satricia. So this is, this is the one today. We have memberships. We want to encourage you to, for those of you who are married, 
um, to explore maybe a new position or a new piece of lingerie, just something to spice it up. Um, what? We encourage you, if you That's are hilarious. a young adult and not married yet and listening, um, hey man, you have something amazing to look forward to. For sure. Um, if you are a single, um, we're praying for you. No, because <laughs> no. they might not be called to be married. I'm just playing. Um, <clears throat> oh, I'm not playing. I am. I'm yeah. praying for you that you would be strong and content with whatever season life, uh, whatever season of life you're in right now. Exactly. We love you. We'll see you next week. Love you. See you next Go week. Go have some sex. Yay. <laughs> Yay. Hey, it's Emily here. I just wanted to thank you on behalf of Satricia and I for listening to the Messy Faith podcast and allowing us to speak into your life. And hey, we don't want it just one way. We would love to hear from you. You can contact us at any time through our website, our email at ask at messyfaith.com. You can like us on Facebook, YouTube, or wherever you listen to us at. And hey, we'd love a little review. Can't wait to hear from you.